On your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. On the 15th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, it's the countdown to the first of two AFL Women's Exhibition matches for 2015. We catch up with Western Bulldogs coach Craig Starsevich and Melbourne coach Michelle Cohen. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the girlsplayfooty.com podcast and at last we are here the days leading up to the first AFL Women's Exhibition match for 2015. Now before we get into our interviews, an important note for you at home. Yes, girlsplayfooty.com will be broadcasting online a radio stream of the match. We plan to go to air at 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time from the MCG with a one-hour pre-game show. And then from 12.20 p.m. we'll be calling the first bounce and all the action right through to about half past two. So again, a big uh, one-hour pre-game show from 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. That's Melbourne time. And at 12.20pm, the first bounce, the full call, you'll hear on girlsplayfooty.com or if you've gone on your mobile phone and downloaded from the Google Play Store, the Girls Play Footy app. Look forward to having your company, particularly if you're out and about and on the go on Sunday morning. Let's get into our first interview and it's with the new Western Bulldogs women's coach, Craig Starsevich. We say new because he still hasn't sat in the chair yet for his first game. He was appointed months ago and finally it's here. And Craig, we have to ask, mate, are you a bit nervous? Is there butterflies in the belly? Uh, there is a bit, yeah. It's it's quite exciting. So um, it would be good to get down to Melbourne and, and really um, start to get things prepared and and uh, start to really plan for Sunday. But um, yeah, at this point, it's, it's um, you know, I'm looking at uh, some of the posts from some of our girls on various social media sites and uh, they're all pretty excited as they should be. Now, of course, you won't have the girls until Friday. So what has been happening with you and the squad between what was draft night until now? Uh, really, it's only been... I mean, we've had the, the youth girls in between as well, so that gave me an opportunity to uh, catch up with our West Australian girls. Um, and really, it's only been the odd phone call here and there and um, a, a little bit of interaction that way on the way through. So um, we've got four Queensland girls in the squad, which I see re- fairly regularly as well. Um, yeah, no, no, no real interaction since uh, since the draft, other than um, you know a bit of uh, correspondence about how we're preparing to get together on Friday and and uh, get our teeth uh, into the weekend. And just quickly on the youth girls, you must have been uh, thrilled with the performance in the carnival of Taylor Harris. Yeah, she was great. Um, really saw another side of Taylor actually, just um, with the leadership. Um, position that she was in and the responsibility that comes with that but just uh, uh, the the physicality of her game was probably the most pleasing thing just um, you know courageously sort of throwing herself a contest here and there and uh, she was really good it's probably in terms of a series of games it's probably the most consistent I've seen her play over a couple of years Um, but she's getting to the age now where um, she's going to have to do that fairly regularly with her footy so um, while it was good for the youth girls it's a bit of a headache for us on Sunday because now uh, the roles are reversed and we're, we're plotting against her so uh, that'll be that'll be a bit interesting well as, as we head look ahead to Sunday of course you've got your squad including one emergency in Pepper Randall now has everyone checked in as fine and no injuries to report no they're all pretty good Peter um, so it's uh, we've been lucky that way that we've got through unscathed so 
Um, we'll have a bit of a check-in with the medical crew on Friday and then and have a bit of a light training session on Friday and Saturday. But uh, no, there's been no reports of any, any injury. And, and the pleasing thing is a lot of the girls are in good form too. So, um, you know, hopefully those sort of things will hold us in good stead for Sunday. Out of the draft, you've managed to uh, pick up players like Hutchins, Kearney, uh, McWilliams, Loins. Was the focus on trying to get a bit of experience into the Bulldogs side? Because for the first two years, they were, they were almost a development side, a very young uh, Western Bulldogs team. Yeah, well, that was... Um, to get some experienced heads in key spots, that was probably uh, the key from our point of view. We, we rated Meg really highly from that from that angle. Um, also, drafting Emma with the number one pick uh, allowed us to, um, you know, maybe free up Asta for other roles as well. Though, you know, she'll still spend some time in the ruck anyway. Um, Emma Carney, we retained Peter, so she was yeah, one of our retained yeah. ones. Um, but uh, again, she'll bring a lot of experience as well to our group as she as she has in the previous games. So, yeah, that was that was part of it, definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, just to, to fill the areas that we're a little bit deficient in, I think we've got a really nice balance now with our tools and also got some really good run as well. So going to need the run on the MCG, that's for sure. So hopefully we've picked a, a nicely balanced group, but we won't know that really until they you know, get into it on Sunday. For the girls, when they first meet on Friday, what's some of the itinerary that's planned out for them over the 72 hours that they're together? Well, just the two light training sessions, as we spoke about. Um, some interaction with the Western Bulldogs uh, Senior Men's Footy Club, which will be fantastic, I think, for the girls, just to feel like they've uh, been embraced by the club, which uh, the, the Bulldogs and Melbourne do very, very well. So that's um, that's something we're all looking forward to. Um, a little bit of a, a talk with Luke Beveridge, who's involved there as well, which would be great, in, uh, sort of almost like an induction to the club from from uh, the senior coach at the, at the Bulldogs, which is fantastic. Um, so that's that's the main part of it. The rest of it will be a few little group activities to get to know each other, I guess, just so that we can break the ice and, and bring the group together as quickly as we possibly can. Obviously, uh, a lot of them play together or play in competitions against each other, so there's that familiarity, but you never really know until your teammates with someone as to you know, what other special traits they might bring to the group. So as soon as we can get them together and start them interacting and and getting ready with a, with a sole focus on the weekend, on Sunday's game, of course. Um, you know, the, the quicker we can do that, the better. And, you know, we've got, you know, quite a bit of confidence that they'll play well on Sunday. As we alluded to earlier, that uh, you're fine with injuries and therefore at this stage not needing the emergency in Pepper Randall. Uh, will she be used on match day in any particular role? Uh, yeah, Pepper will have a role of some, of, of some sort. We've also got Beck Privitelli, who's a previous Bulldog, helping us out as one of our runners, so we sort of want to keep those girls, particularly the ones that have come through the youth girls in the in the last couple of years, close to the action because there's you know a lot of girls that were very unlucky on draft night, and the closer we get to our national comp, some of those unlucky ones from the other night are going to be you know regular parts of teams going forward. So better that they're close to the action and listen to some of the stuff that's going on, and uh, generally just feel a part of it rather than sitting in the grandstand. So. Uh, Pepper's the closest to selection, so she'll, she'll definitely have a role close to the group. But uh, some of the other ones um, that dipped out, we want to keep close to to the action as well. And I think Michelle's got a similar philosophy with the Melbourne girls. 
Now, of course, this year, very different to the others. So the one game, there's the two matches. So considering you now have to think ahead for the game in August, will this be, I guess, the first time that the girls may be receiving feedback after the game and, I guess, homework to do if they're to hold their spot and obviously playing game number two? Yeah, I think they have had feedback before, but it's been a, a year turnaround, Peter. Mm-hmm. So this time it's uh, only a couple of months. So, you know, come uh, national comp, time it'll be on a weekly basis that they'll have to adjust things so uh, this is a really good um, exercise for our coaches actually to um, get with the girls in their lines and actually give them some really good constructive feedback to take into the next game areas to improve areas that work for them Um, and you know possibly for us to even make a couple of changes if we need to just tinker with our group but uh you know, you'd much prefer to have a, a good, strong uh, performance on Sunday and not have to make too many changes. But um, the two the two games this year is a fantastic innovation because it's, uh, it's really given the girls um, not just that one opportunity, but uh, the, the second really big opportunity. Plus, the fact that they're going to be televised too is... Um, is uh, fantastic as well. Uh, with that July mini-draft, is, is there a set number of spots that have to be uh, put up or, or is it a case of just a flexible number of how many you feel you may need to turn over? Up to six. So it can be anything between zero and six, but, uh, yeah, up to six. And uh, just before we let you go as well, obviously there's the uh, state games that are going to be in between then, so obviously a chance for some of the uh, girls to try and impress to, to, to get one of those uh, elusive spots to get into game two. Um, did you cast your eye over the uh, SA versus NT game that was played over the weekend? And is there anything that's giving you some thoughts in the back of your mind about some names you should have in the book? Yeah, definitely. There, um, there's some uh, definitely some good prospects from both of those two states. It's uh, the second time I've seen uh, South Australia in the last month so that's certainly given us some food for thought um, consider them the sleeping giant actually South Australia, they're, um, they're slowly creeping up on everyone and, and really providing some really good talent as are the Northern Territory so it's, it's quite an exciting time and I think the more we start sort of thinking about an exact date for uh, the national comp I think the more we're going to find uh, the states are starting to get very very strong with their high performance programs so it's really pleasing from that angle. We also had the youth girls as well. So there's a few in the youth girls um, competition two weeks ago that have really put their hand up for possibly getting a look in for the second game as well. So it's a really exciting time, I think. There's um, a lot of buzz around what's going on and the media are now starting to get right behind it. And I think it's fantastic for the girls. And we thank Craig very much for his time and wish him all the very best as he try and gets the first win on the board for the Western Bulldogs women's side. Now... To his opponent, the coach who's two and zip, it is Michelle Cohen, the coach of the Melbourne Demons women's side. And Michelle, I mean, for you, you're coming into your third year now as uh, the women's coach for the Melbourne Football Club. Do, do you still get any nerves heading into these matches? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, but, uh, you know, it certainly helps being aware of, of what, you know, what you're going into and what you're getting involved in. Um, but absolutely, you know, I get nervous uh, in the lead up to every game that uh, I'm involved in, actually. So, Absolutely. Just before we head into this weekend's game, uh, just over the weekend recently, uh, SA played MT in that state game. Two of your charges uh, in Danielle Godding and uh, Courtney Crammy both played for SA in that game. Uh, what did you think of their respective matches? Yeah, I had an opportunity to watch the game uh, after my South Fremantle boys played uh, in, in WA and went home and watched uh, a replay of that game. And 
Yeah, really happy with how those two girls went in. And certainly um, Courtney led from the front, captain of South Australia, and, and played one of the best games I've seen her play. So she's coming into form at the uh, exact right time for us. So looking forward to seeing what she does on the MCG on Sunday. And no doubt uh, with, with the quality of that game that was on show, maybe a few names in the back of the head to consider come July in the mini-draft. Yeah, you know, there's certainly a few of the NT girls, uh, which some of them are just a bit young at the moment. I think there's a couple of 15 and 16-year-old girls just running around there that, you know, in the future, they'll be ticking the boxes to get drafted, no doubt about it. So it's great to see that future talent in in drafts to come. But, um, yeah, a few other girls in South Australia that are certainly putting their hand up as well, which is great to see. And as we checked in with Craig Starsevich, for Melbourne, no injuries to report, all clear? Yeah, all clear um, right now. It's always a real uh, tense and nervous uh, round for me, the round for uh, the draft game and the exhibition game. So uh, we came through that one all clear, which was great. And, of course, you've got the emergency in Jodie Hicks from the uh, Riverina Lions. Uh, what will be her role throughout the uh, coming days? How should, will she be part of the unit, considering that though she won't be playing out there? Yeah, look, Jodie's role will be exactly the same as I spoke to her when she first got drafted, and that is to prepare as if you're playing. So she'll do everything as if she's going to be running out there and taking to the ground. And right before that siren goes, uh, her whole mindset and preparation will be based around the fact that she will be playing, and that's the expectation. So she'll go through everything uh, as all the girls do and then do the entire program with everybody. Um, unfortunately, no, if she doesn't get to play, it's the story of the Courtney Cramie from, from last year. And then, um, you know, you see Courtney just go and work that extra bit harder to make sure she can be part of that solid 22 to play. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But Jodie, um, she's an absolute ripper of a kid and I'm really looking forward to working with her over, over the week. Now, before we talk about the girls meeting on Friday, uh, most importantly, you've got a coaches uh, forum coming up on Thursday night at the Melbourne Football Club. But how did that come about and what will this entail? Yeah, look, great opportunity being in, in Melbourne to host something like that in, in, in I guess, um, with the VWSL and, and Melbourne Football Club. So we'll have a, a key focus for the forum is about creating really positive club cultures. Uh, certainly an area of my coaching that I'm really passionate in and um, and you know, I think really highly of. So looking forward to that session and that forum being a really interactive session and and you know we'll have Mel Hickey there as well sharing her story and, and I'll be sharing my story and then we'll really try and get some clear takeaways for everybody that comes along, make it really interactive and enjoyable evening and um, hopefully they leave being uh, converted D's fans. Now, I'm just interested to, to, to hear the, uh, your thoughts on this, considering that um, obviously before coaching, you also were doing the speaking circuit. Uh, and you've had the opportunity, I think, twice to head out to St Albans Spurs and have a chat to them. Um, how do you go about uh, approaching those sides and helping them to try and keep, I guess, their confidence up and morale up? Because this year, St Albans have had a bit of a pretty tough year. They haven't won a game at, at any level at this stage. Yeah, I guess you've got to start somewhere. And, you know, when we start talking about having really positive club cultures, it's laying down foundations about the way that we want players to behave and, and ways that we can look at the club getting better and better. So, um, you know, you know, getting out to them and speaking to a few of their players, they're, they're still a really positive club and going about things in a in really positive and elite way as well. So they want to grow, they want to be better, they want to be the best that they can be. And, you know, whether I'm out speaking to Darabin or whether I'm out speaking to the Spurs, um, you, know, you can just see the drive and the passion of people that are involved in these clubs and 
want to take the clubs even further, which is great. Looking ahead now to uh, Friday and the 72 hours or so that you do have the girls, what is the itinerary laid out for them? Yes, it's a really exciting one. And I think from 2013 and 2014, we just continue to build on the program. So, um, again, we just take steps further in, in this one and making sure the girls get a really good taste of an AFL and an elite environment. And, you know, to, to be associated with a club like Melbourne Football Club who go above and beyond uh, in regards to this program. So we've got Peter Jackson involved. We've got Paul Ruse involved. We've got a whole host of um, Brendan McCartney involved and a whole host of players as well. So uh, looking forward to the girls getting involved with the, the men's playing group and the coaches getting some real one-on-one um, attention to further develop themselves as well with a number of the coaching staff down at Melbourne Footy Club and yeah it'll, it'll be a, a great taste of that elite environment for the girls and hopefully they just go away as they have in previous years just um, having one of the most memorable uh, experiences of their life. An interesting squad that you've picked up this year, including two notables, a former WNBL player in uh, Ebony Rose Antonio and with Cecilia McIntosh, a Commonwealth Games silver medalist in Javelin and also a former bobsledder. Yeah, yeah, they're a talented bunch, that's for sure. And, um, you know, the more girls that we can see jumping over um, from other sports to footy is great because, um, you know, they're really excited about the pathway that footy's offering. Um, So, uh, you know, it's great to see that. And, you know, Ebony will bring uh, her elite basketball background to the MCG and no doubt she'll be showcasing that and that'll be one to see. And uh, Kirby Bentley as well will uh, be playing in your side. She was retained. Um, and I, I believe as well that she, um, uh, to show her commitment to try and better her football, as much as she works in the mines in WA, I believe she's also flying across to play some games in Victoria outside of those AFL matches. Yeah, I think she. Uh, I have heard that she's getting quite a few games under her belt. Um, you know, Kirby goes away from last year's game um, with a fair bit of work to do. And, like, she was really... Uh, excited to get her body in, in shape that has it's never been before so she's probably looking the fittest and strongest that she's ever looked and um, which is really exciting for Sunday you know she's really done really well in 2013 and 2014 in those games but to see her stronger and fitter and, and hungrier than ever it's a pretty exciting uh, way to be and, and I just love what she brings to our team she brings uh, amazing amount of leadership and passion and, and the girls just thrive of that and thrive of having her around. And you also picked up a tough nut in Lauren Moorcroft, who I think we all remember from that uh, that collision with uh, Chelsea Randall in the middle of the ground last year. Yeah, certainly somebody I'd rather have on our team, that's <laughs> for sure. But um, I love uh, you know I love her aggression and the way that she goes about her footy to try and win the footy and, and her team mentality is, is great. So that's where I saw her put her hand up. Um, which is certainly an area that we needed as well. Uh, an unusual year because unlike the previous years where there'd be just one game and, and that's it, we forget about it for another year, you've got the second game coming up in August. So does that change your approach to after the game and the feedback that you give the players and, and the time frame you've got to give that feedback for them to prepare for game two? Yeah, you know, ideally you'd love to be in a full-time football environment where you can continually work with these girls and, and give them, you know, go through their vision individually with them and give them constant feedback and rehab really well and everything. And, you know, the last year when you just have a game and then you kind of fly out, uh, you feel real empty after it. And as a coach, you feel like, oh, 
you know, your review and everything like that forms part of that. And uh, But this year it, it is a bit different and looking forward to giving uh, feedback, individual feedback to all the players um, and their line coaches will do that as well. And then, you know, we do have that, I guess, from a coaching perspective, uh, I really like it, the mid-season draft where we can have a look at our team and, and see if we need to have any additions and... and and what we, um, if we do need to draft anybody else, and with that potential to de- delist six players, so there's certainly a carrot there for players as well, just to make sure that they hold on to their spot. And as we alluded to in an article last week on girlsplayfooty.com, possibly a second chance for players like Tia Haynes, who's uh, come back from that ACL and MCL uh, knee injury just to play for the uh, Titans over the weekend. Yeah, she came back um, on the weekend, so that's really great for Tia. And, yeah, no doubt she'll be at the top of the tree for players that, you know, would be looked at to get drafted. But, you know, at the moment, there's uh, these girls will see who holds their spot and, and runs out there. And I don't think you're um, going to get anyone that isn't going to give 100% on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see. And we thank Michelle very much for her time and wish her all the very best as she tries to go three-zip and uh, keep that winning streak alive for the Melbourne Football Club. Almost time for me to get out of here on what was a uh, short podcast today. Hopefully an enjoyable one for you at home. But again, a reminder, we will be streaming the match, a radio call of the game, with a pre-game show from 11am at the MCG on Sunday morning, and then the live call of the match from 12.20pm via girlsplayfooty.com and the Girls Play Footy app on your Android phone. Make sure you uh, download that. That is free. Keep an eye on girlsplayfooty.com throughout the week for a bunch of articles talking about the players, looking at some matchups and all stuff doing with women's footy, not just the AFL Women's Exhibition match, but obviously all the respective state leagues as well. Until then, I'm Peter Holden. It's been a pleasure having your company and it's bye for now.